0: Here is my reality reflection for today. I wonder how often we sit back and reflect on what truly has transformed in our lives, where we are on the journey, how we are different from a month, six months, years ago. I think all too often we're in the midst of life, and if you're walking that faith journey, You're pretty tough on yourself, especially if you're really trying to be holier, trying to learn the faith, trying to live the faith. We sometimes don't take a moment to look back and see, wow, (laughs) God, you really have been working on me and remind ourselves that we are a work in progress. And no matter how many times we stumble off that narrow path, God has a covenant with us that he wants us to be holy. He wants to help us. He loves us so much. And the readings today made me feel so grateful, made me stop and say, thank you, Lord, for loving me in spite of myself, in spite of how I take you for granted, or override your will for me, or don't thank you enough. So let me read it because it's, It's awesome. In case you haven't read the readings, it's Ezekiel, chapter 16, verse 1 through 15, verse 60 and 63. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, make known to Jerusalem her abominations. Thus says the Lord God to Jerusalem, By origin and birth you are of the land of Canaan. By the way, Cain and Abel, Cain killed Abel, Canaan not good. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. I'm sure I didn't say that right. <laughs> As for your birth, the day you were born, your navel cord was not cut. You were neither washed with water nor anointed, nor were you rubbed with salt nor swathed in swaddling clothes. No one looked on you with pity or compassion. "'to do any of these things for you. "'Rather, you were thrown out on the ground "'as something loathsome the day you were born. "'Then I passed by and saw you were weltering in your blood. "'I said to you, "'Live in your blood and grow like a plant in the field. "'You grew and developed. "'You came to the age of puberty. "'Your breasts were formed, your hair had grown, "'but you were still stark naked.' Again, I passed by you, and saw that you were now old enough for love. So I spread the corner of my cloak over you to cover your nakedness. I swore an oath to you, and entered into a covenant with you. You became mine, says the Lord God. Then I bathed you with water, washed away your blood, and anointed you with oil. I clothed you with an embroidered gown. Put sandals of fine leather on your feet. I gave you a fine linen sash and silk robes to wear. I adorned you with jewelry. I put bracelets on your arms, a necklace around your neck, a ring in your nose, pendants in your ears, and a glorious diadem upon your head. Thus you were adorned with gold and silver. Your garments were fine linen, silk, and embroidered cloth. Fine flour, honey, and oil were your food. You were exceedingly beautiful, with the dignity of a queen. You were renowned among the nations for your beauty, perfect as it was, because of my splendor, which I had bestowed on you, says the Lord God. But you were captivated by your own beauty. You used your own renown to make yourself a harlot. And you lavished your harlotry on every passerby, whose own you became. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were a girl, and I will set up an everlasting covenant with you, that you may remember and be covered with confusion, and that you may be utterly silenced for your shame when I pardon you for all you have done, says the Lord God. Some kind of tough words at the end there, but God's basically saying, look, I'm not going to forget what I've done for you, my child, my daughter, my son. You have betrayed me. You've turned your back on me. You've taken all these gifts that I've bestowed on you and have made them your own, maybe flaunted them in front of other people, been selfish, Um, you know, pleasure seeker, me, 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 me not helping others, not loving your neighbor, this kind of stuff, or sinning all the time and completely turning away from me. But he's going to remember, it. he's going to pardon us for all we have done. I think really what the message today is about is to look at the beauty and the transformation and the love and his mercy that that has come into your life since he touched your heart and all of us can thank him for all of the blessings and the graces in our lives and try to do our best every moment to be a better person to call on him to give us that grace to forgive someone to give us that grace to have patience to work on our anger And let's always remember sacrifice. The best way to show someone you love them is to sacrifice for them. Maybe you don't really want to rub your spouse's feet. (laughs) Maybe they're all calloused and nasty, but you know that that's the thing that they love the most. For example, my husband loves his back scratched. And I just, that's not something that I liked. I i would actually, that I like, I would rather have someone massage my back. But because he loves it so much and he likes it to like put him to sleep, I do it. I mean, my arm's falling asleep. You know, I'm trying to get into different spots so I'm not just scratching the same spot. And I do it because he loves it. It's a sacrifice of what I would rather do, which is just go to bed, (laughs) to love him and to show him that I love him through a sacrifice. It's the little things. People say that love, that people have love languages. Maybe people appreciate little gifts or gestures. Other people appreciate having true verbal praise and thanks for what you do. Others like you to do those things for them. Like, Hey, I know you don't, you usually mow the lawn, but I mowed it this time. And others have, um, um, what is it's? It's like an emotional one. I don't know. You can Google it. Uh, actually don't Google it. Duck, duck, go it. <laughs> don't use Google anymore. Um, love languages. And I think there's a quiz. It's kind of fun if you want to take it if you have a spouse or, um, you know, even just your family to understand their love language a little bit better so that you can communicate with that person differently. But every single human being reacts to sacrifice that's in the core of our faith and love is to sacrifice yourself, give yourself completely to that other person. And that means doing things that we don't want to, going over and above to make that person's life easier, more loving, caring. That's, you know, hey, honey, I don't really want to do the laundry, but I'm going to do the laundry because I know you don't want to do it either. And do it with love let's not forget that sacrifice can't be like resentful sacrifice where you sit here and you're like, oh, I hate the laundry. I can't believe I'm doing the laundry. So I guess you have to offer it in love. And the more you do for your for your spouse or for your family member, or for your coworker, as you're trying to work and build a, a great relationship across all of the people that you come in contact with, you will soon be able to enjoy sacrificing for others and love it and know that this is what servant leadership is. This is serving God and serving others. And it will start to become ingrained. If you think about what God does for us, he's here to serve. Look at all that he's done for us, all of the beauty and the gifts and the transformation in our lives. And yet we just take, 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 take. And so let's try to sacrifice for others. Let's, you know, realize that we are a work in progress and the journey will never end. But let's reflect, appreciate, and thank God for all that he has done in our lives. Wow, what a powerful day for me. And I hope that it opens your heart to truly just take a moment and love God for who He is the almighty creator and the power and love that he has for us, which is beyond all understanding and try your best to be that to others. I love you all have a blessed and inspired day.